0: Turn with me to Zechariah, the book of Zechariah. Uh, Zechariah chapter eight. Sister Tina read from Zechariah chapter 10, uh, but we'll be starting off from this message from this, uh, from chapter eight. Um, Can someone read for me verse 23, verse 23? This is going to give us a prophetic dimension to the things that God has been telling us. I'm sure you'll have been wondering how these scriptures will be fulfilled. That's exactly what God has been teaching us. And I want someone to read that verse 23 for us, even as we start the message this morning as a continuation of where we were last week. Thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days, ten men from every language of the nations shall grasp the sleep of a Jewish man, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Hallelujah. Amen.
1: This is a prophetic word concerning God's people. That there will come a time
0: when the people of God will be so much radiant of the glory of God and be an embodiment of the presence of God wherever they are. That people from different nations and languages will lay hold of them and say, we are following you. We are following you in the service, in the worship of your God. Because we have heard, and we have seen, and we have known that surely God is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants us to embody His presence in a way that will attract and draw people to him. That's the essence of everything God has been
1: teaching us. That those
0: who you have contact with, those who I have contact with, in whatever setting and in whatever place that might be, several
1: of them, several of them, will be so drawn to you show them the ways of God.
0: Hallelujah. When people begin, when people all over the places begin to ask you, where do you worship? You may want to tell them and say, well, it's not about where I worship. They say, no, where you go, I want to be there.
1: Hallelujah. This
0: is what God is after. This is a testimony that no one can stop. This is a witness that no one can hinder. I want us to. I want to remind us of the word that uh, Mas Grandpa brought to us. You remember they were trying to even hide to do baptism. And people said, what are they they doing there? We want to be there with them. From one person to the other, that was a quiet revival that the old man was sharing with us.
1: Amen. Amen. and it's going to be through our different contacts that we're going to begin to see this fulfilled.
0: I hope you know that for some people, people will say, well, if that is where that you, you are, I don't want to be part of that.
1: Do you understand the point I'm making? Effective witnessing,
0: like I said, as analysts which see, is much more than what we say to people and that we must get right.
1: We are going to say something, but it is much more than
0: what we say to people verbally. It is more about what our lives are communicating to people I hope you know that the greater percentage of communication, even from language study, is non-verbal. I hope you know that. That's, that. That is the truth. It's non-verbal. People hear more from us by what we do than what we tell them. By what they see than what we say today.
1: May God help us to understand this in Jesus' name. And so this morning, we want to continue
0: on effective witnessing in the workplace. Last week, we listed a few
1: Things, really,
0: that will help us to be effective witnesses in our workplaces. One of them is, the first one is attitude. I'm not going to expand on that, just to remind us, if you missed that message, go and listen to to it on YouTube. Then we talked about the second point we were raising was the spirit of excellence. The third thing we talk about is a sense of duty and responsibility. And we rounded up on the fourth point last week, which was about relationship with people. And this week, we want to wrap this up before we look at another setting with maybe
1: three or four more points. So we'll be taking uh, the number five now. And that is
0: our response to challenges or crisis in the workplace. Response to crisis or challenges in the workplace. This may be about individuals. (laughs) Things they've brought to you about the crisis in their own lives. Or it may be a, a general problem within the workplace. Amen. There
1: are ways God will have us respond to that.
0: I hope you know that there are always challenges within the workplace that other workers will complain about to you or things like
1: that. If we know how to respond at those moments, we'll be sending across a message.
0: The first thing is that in every challenging situation in the workplace, the first thing we need to trust God for is to be able to respond with wisdom. Wisdom, hallelujah. What did I call it? Wisdom. Whether it's the personal crisis in the lives of individuals they've shared with you, trust God and say, Lord, what is the wisdom to respond to this? Whether it's a general challenge within the workplace, trust God and say, God, the wisdom to respond to this, grant to
1: me quietly in your heart. If anyone lacks wisdom, according to James 1, verse 5, let him ask God, who gives liberally? So God will give wisdom.
0: And you know that this can apply in every certain way we find ourselves.
1: Because sometimes we don't respond with Wisdom. What does Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 1
0: say? Ecclesiastes 8, verse 1 says something. When we want to talk about shining as light in, the, in our places or in our community, wisdom is key. The wisdom to deal with situation is key.
1: And Christ in us, is the wisdom of God. So we should be able to respond with this wisdom. If we respond canally, we ruin things. If we respond with wisdom, we shine. Amen. Can someone read that
0: for me, please? If you have found it, Ecclesiastes chapter 8, and I think verse 1. Ecclesiastes 8, verse 1. Who is like a wise man, and who knows the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom makes his face shine, and the sternness of his face is changed. Amen. A man's wisdom will make his face to shine. Who is that wise man who has an understanding of the situation that is going on? Are you getting the point here? When he responds with wisdom, based on understanding, it will make him his face to shine. It will change even his own continent.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. We need wisdom. An abundance of it should be found nowhere else than in the church of the living God. When Jesus was talking about the
0: wisdom of Solomon, he said, greater than Solomon is here. Greater than Solomon is inside of us. If we want to operate in this world, in whatever setting, We need the wisdom of
1: God. And there's no lack of it.
0: There's no shortage of it. Except that there are only few people who desire to see it made manifest.
1: And how do we know if you are operating in the wisdom of God James tells us that. Turn with me to James, the
0: epistle of our brother James. In James, um, that should be in James chapter 3, from verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show, by good conduct, that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Wisdom starts to make itself
1: manifest in the way we conduct ourselves. Hallelujah. In our comportment. It comes out in a different manner.
0: We can respond impulsively to things and the results will be clear in our own face. For wisdom is justified by its fruits, by its children. Look at at the next one. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But look at how the wisdom of God is. But the wisdom that's from above is first pure. It's pure. It's unbiased. It's objective.
1: Deals with objectivity.
0: Look at the next thing back. Right? It says, then peaceable, peaceable. It creates an atmosphere of peace and not confusion.
1: Gentle, willing to yield, willing to give ground.
0: People will say in leadership, they call it, or, manage, or management study, they call it, you know, the negotiation skill. You know, it, you know that, is, that is something we should have in abundance. Ability to negotiate complex matters.
1: And you know, that's a, that's a good, good thing to have. It's a skill. Go, gone, and full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality, unbiased, and without hypocrisy, not unstavish.
0: Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Can you see, can you see that? Even if you want to plant seed of righteousness in the hearts of people, it has to be done in a way. You need the wisdom of God in such a way that that fruit will be, that seed will be sown, will be planted, and you will trust God for it to be harvested. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking theories. I'm talking from what I know and from what I've seen.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Wisdom is the first thing we need in responding to any situation. Wisdom is, is the principal thing. And with what I get, him. get understanding. Brothers.
0: If we want to shine as light, we need the wisdom of God, which causes the face of a man to shine. Because it will promote peace. The second thing we need is courage. Courage. You have to respond with courage. Amen. Because courage will make you to stand on the the side of the truth. Courage. Amen. Courage. People value you when you can say things courageously, with truth. It may bring you into trouble sometimes, but people know. When you are, you are, you are operating in divine wisdom and with courage, you're able to respond to things, not with panic.
1: It, this
0: is the way I think this is, but but this is the way we can negotiate. We can get over this. I'm sure it will apply in different ways in different settings. I hope you know that was what uh, Daniel used. He approached the king with the king's uh, uh, guard with courage. Look, why is the king going to do that? Give us time. The king shouldn't, you know, with wisdom, yet with courage. Because their
1: confidence is based not in themselves, but in God. Amen. Amen.
0: And I pray that the Lord will help us with this in Jesus' name.
1: Amen.
0: Wisdom with courage. And the goal will be to promote peace. For blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. I've just, read, I've just quoted from Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Do you get the point we are making? This has to be in our mind. There
1: will always be issues
0: in the places where we are found and specifically now we are talking about the workplace. There's always a solution to a complex matter. And a Christian should lead in that. May give give and take kind of a thing, but it's part of wisdom. Uh, Sorry, number six now. And I know we do this, but let's see how uh, some of us do this,
1: but we can do it more.
0: Praying for our workplaces and colleagues. Prayer. Prayer. Oh, this is where we come intercession. They may not even know you are praying for them. But it's our own environment.
1: Pray for your workplace.
0: Pray for those who are in leadership there. Pray for the management. Pray for colleagues. It's an opportunity. You have met with them, you have known them, regardless of how you perceive them to be. Because I always know that if God had not saved some of
1: us, we could be worse than the people we think are somehow. Are you getting the point I'm making? Pray.
0: Opportunity, the workplace, the work environment, is an opportunity to pray for someone, to pray for the environment. Do it individually, look up with other believers, ask God to link you with other believers of like mind, who you can pray one-on-one together. And as the opportunity, you can pray in groups for your workplace.
1: At the right time, appropriate time. Are you getting me? They may not look as if you are doing something, but
0: you are showing a great fit there that will change something. That will open up the heart of someone for something. You may not even be the one to harvest it, but you are doing something that, that when you hear, you, in a few years, you will hear what has happened and you will say, What? God, I thank you. Amen. Nothing wrong if someone shares something with you, sir. You know, as a Christian, I'll pray along with you. I will pray for you. Amen. Because they've shared something with you, Say, so okay. As a Christian, uh, I'll pray, I'll pray about that.
1: In that quiet moment, you are saying volume. People are scared of one thing or the other.
0: People are anxious about one thing or the other. I'm talking about even individuals. Apart from the general workplace. Real shopping. I'll pray for you. Amen. Amen. You haven't said anything much. But it registers something in the heart of someone that you are genuinely concerned about them. I'm not talking about hypocritical things. I'm talking about genuinely in your heart, in your heart of hearts. Psalm
1: 122.
0: Psalm 122. Let's apply this to our our workplaces where you are found Israel Jerusalem. and then extend that to community. Wherever you are found, it's your Jerusalem environment. It's your environment. Pray for that. How many of us have genuinely prayed for our workplaces? When things are distressed, when things are not moving forward, how many of us have prayed genuinely for our workplaces? But that's where you are paid, your salary is paid from. Genuinely and leave the outcome to God. Let's go to Psalm 122, I said, didn't I? Yes, Psalm 122. In Psalm 122, the scripture has got this to say. In Psalm 122, you know it, but I just want us to read it. From verse six, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of your own immediate environment. Pray. May they prosper who love you. Genuine love for your workplace will make you pray for the place.
1: Peace be within your walls.
0: Prosperity within your palaces. Do we pray for progress of our workplaces? Do we pray that we, the workplaces where we are will succeed?
1: Lord, I lift up my workplace to you.
0: I lift up this place to you. Things are not going right. But I pray for your intervention. That you don't need to tell anyone yet. And if you have like-minded believers who are saying the same thing. can we pray for this place? And opportunities are there. When you become more than one or two or three, you can gather together and say, let's just pray. Not at a time when it will disrupt work, but at a time when nobody will accuse you of disrupting work.
1: Are you following the point I'm making?
0: Have you even prayed? Let's even say you are the only person who finds yourself as a believer there. Have you prayed and said, God, the way you made a way for me here, make a way for another believer to join me here.
1: Link up with
0: prayer and say, God, bring someone else who we know the Lord, with whom we can agree together concerning our workplace. For well, if two of you shall agree concerning a thing, it will be done to you. Amen. Do you pray that? Amen. Amen. And if you have identified some... Do you link up with her? And I want to commend Peter in this. As soon as he entered into the place where he was working, he was designing to find people he can pray with. And he found. Because he wasn't the only Christian there. That's a clear, that's
1: a good attitude. That's a positive spirit. It's a testimony on
0: his own. Because there are other believers also there who may wonder, oh, you know, Daniel, Daniel exemplified that for us. In linked up with the three Hebrew he Say, look, we need to join faith in these matters. We need to work together in these matters.
1: There is strength and power in agreement between believers. Hallelujah. Am I saying things that
0: are too difficult to to implement? No, but you don't see them as witnessing yet, but they are contributing a lot because you are changing the atmosphere. Amen. Mm -hmm. I've seen people complain about many things, this, that, this, that, they never
1: prayed about it. For a genuine change. Look at what it is. It says, for the sake of my brethren and companions, for the sake of other people there, Lord, I pray for this.
0: People talk about, um, what do you call it? Discrimination, racism, and things like that. Did you ever pray about it and say, God, let there be a change? Believe in the power of prayer. We will do it. Do you know why Daniel cannot fail praying for, for, for praying because he knew that's the only thing that can, that
1: can change the atmosphere of the land. I will now say peace be within you. Peace be within you. I'm going to command peace here. because of
0: the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek your peace. Have a reason to desire peace for your people. world. The same thing if you go, if you turn to First Timothy, I'm only reading that today, chapter two from verse one, First Timothy two from verse one, commands us to pray, even for those who are in authority, those who are in position of authority, administration. May the Lord help us. Okay. Hallelujah. Are these scriptures clear to us? Mm-hmm. The seventh point I will be making this morning
1: is desire to achieve. Have the desire to achieve. Have an aspiration.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not saying be, be overambitious, but there's nothing wrong in being ambitious. I was attending a meeting the other day, and I could see, yes, people are raising genuine concern, but one of the things that people have not also addressed is how many, from the things they were saying, how many people genuinely have aspiration? Are you getting me? Aspire
1: to achieve in your place of work.
0: That's why you have the personal development plan, the professional development plan that you have. Aspire for something. Aspire, don't assume. Some people work with assumption a lot. They already know the people they are going to give the post to. Who told you? Go for it first. Yes, if you are discriminated, go again. Somehow, someone will spot you out. If you have laid a good testimony, someone will say, no, we can't give it any better person." This is the person.
1: <laughs> because certain things begin to distinguish us. Especially for those of us who are from you know, other backgrounds. Don't work with assumption. We assume too much. Aspire. Of aspiration, there's nothing wrong in it. Amen. Amen. There's
0: no point complaining as oh, I've been working here for 10 years, and those who have just come in three years, they've made me my senior. No, you aspire.
1: May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Aspiration is one of the things we must have. I'm not necessarily talk about big roles, but at least to achieve something.
0: To achieve something, what you are achieving in a place may pay off for you in another job somewhere else, because some experience you have that you can then use somewhere else.
1: Are you getting the point we are making? Yes. Those who aspire, they inspire others.
0: Amen. It's not part of Christian humility, oh? Say, <laughs> so, well, it's whatever. No, no, no. That's not humility. It's not
1: whatever. Amen.
0: Amen. In our communities, when we come into politics, I will will, will say this later, maybe when we turn into that or anyone else who will be ministering to us on that, there's nothing wrong in Christians with integrity, aspiring to be counselors and MPs of their their, their area. Nothing wrong in it at all, nothing. If you don't get it the first time, go again. Go and ask people, who go and study the the, 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 the biography of uh, Abraham Lincoln, how many times he contested and he said he failed. He
1: was aspiring for something. Hallelujah. Aspiration is good.
0: And don't be discouraged. If you're first attempting work, go again. Pray and go again. And go again. One thing I love about, you know, when I'm reading about Joseph, and the same thing will apply, you know, Actually, the same thing applies to many of these other men who operated in areas where people have thought, how could they be a witness? They were, they were witnesses. A Jewish man in Egypt. But there was something Pharaoh said about him, and I want one of you to read that for me. Genesis 41. I think from between verse 38. Just check for me. Genesis 41. After he had given interpretation, after he had they are coming in a time of crisis.
1: Then Pharaoh says something. Can someone read it quickly
0: for me? Genesis 41 from verse 38, I believe. So Pharaoh asked his officials, Can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my course and all my people will take orders from you. Amen. This is not my throne. We'll have a rank higher than yours. Amen. Amen. Can you see that? A man has established testimony by bringing solution in difficult times in the workplace. Say, where. Well, so the objective. Can we find anyone who is actually more capable than yourself in addressing this? Are you getting me? You will see other people rooting for you because they know everyone. They say, no, that's the person we will prefer in this in this post or in this position.
1: Because you have been you have been
0: you have been a problem solver, solver. You have solved problems. You have provided a solution with the wisdom of God.
1: With integrity. People may
0: want to ignore you for a while, but not forever. Say, look, do we have anyone better? Okay. You know, and the Pharaoh began to talk about a God that he did not know before. He said, if your God has revealed this to you, then what can we say? Are you getting this point? Young people, this is how we begin to be witnesses. Joseph didn't need to say too long, to speak for too
1: long before they got it. Because he was
0: distinguished by something he had inside him. And I'm sure he must have prayed before he went. He said, Well, God, let me just do my duty. But. God exalted
1: him.
0: Amen. And I pray that God will begin to distinguish us with his wisdom back with integrity. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong in saying if they say, yeah, Joseph didn't say, no, 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 don't give me. As soon as they said it, he knew that's his position for him to influence things. And he took it. Because it will benefit someone.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. This is how we are truly effective witnesses. Where we will be preferred.
0: Amen. Amen. Because of time, I'll take the last point. Season. The moment speaking for Christ, seizing the moment or the opportunity, speaking for Christ. Hallelujah. With all of these, you will discover the opportunities will present themselves. We only need to be alert and vigilant. This is where a number of us who are even doing well, we fail. We don't seize the opportunity that is coming to now say something on behalf of Christ, to reveal the Christ that is inside of us. You remember that Daniel did it, Joseph did it. All these men, they saw the opportunity to say, yes, it's my time to say something. They seized the opportunity. They saw the opportunity and said, "That this is the moment. An opportunity will always present itself to us. Someone to read for me, First Peter chapter 3. We could have read a lot more in that passage. But let's just pick verse 15. So, opportunity came. People will ask you, oh, you are so different. Don't just say, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah." No, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thank, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God for the grace of God upon my life. And the spirit of Christ in me. It's enough. So... are you a Christian then?
1: You- yes, I am. Oh, which way do you go? The happy, clappy one? Correct?
0: Amen. But really, that's not what actually makes me a Christian. It's because I have a personal relationship with Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Can you see that? Can anybody hinder that? If you ask me a question, you need an answer. Amen. Amen. Oh, nobody charges anyone for that. You ask me a question, and I simply provided an answer. Oh, do I you know? Oh, I'd like to know more about that. Wonderful. I'll tell you. It's not really about the it, church I go, it's because of the personal relationship I have with Christ. It just. Oh, you know, that's a testimony. It's an opportunity to then give your testimony. Wonderful. This meant they knew how to seize opportunities. Maybe in a general conversation, you sit down conversing and people raise you you, you, you with wisdom enter into the discussion, and an opportunity opens itself up. That's well, this
1: is why it is like that. Or, oh, oh, you mean you don't, you don't drink? Oh, huh. well.
0: then you have a testimony to to share. You have something to share because it is not in you not to do it. It is
1: God working in you.
0: Or right in your face, a colleague is being torn apart. Say, no, we can't do that. We we, we can't do that. We, we,
1: We cannot do that. It wouldn't be
0: good for us to talk about a colleague like that when they are not here. And they start wondering, mm, but she's really bad. It's really bad. Well, I don't think that's the issue now because they are not here. It's unfair. We don't know what they are going through. Have you found that? So oh no. You are communicating something quietly.
1: And you are establishing a powerful Testimony. Because they then know that you won't be part of the people that will gossip them behind their own back. Are you, are you getting how these things work?
0: Testimony. Things will be you we begin to be that fragrance and aroma that we have been, that God has been speaking to us about.
1: Spreading around the old place.
0: One person will tell the other. Let's seize the opportunities. First Peter three fifteen. Give reverent honor in your hearts to the Anointed One, and treat him as the Holy Master of your lives. Yes. And if anyone asks you about the hope living within you, yes, always be ready to explain your faith with gentleness and respect. Can you see that? I like that translation. Always be ready. Be ready to explain your faith with gentleness, not with a a spirit of argument. This is why this is. And what makes you, you know, think? What makes you keep going? You're always smiling. You're always happy, even with this, you know, atmosphere. Oh, that is the spirit of God in me. Are you following this? You
1: have something to say about what makes you who you are. Seizing the opportunity, speaking for Christ, talking about your faith. No one can hinder that. There's no law against that. the
0: worst anyone could do is to stop the discussion there to say, oh, okay, 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 I understand. Yes, but you have passed across the message. Is the point clear?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And there will be other bigger opportunities that people will really be willing to listen to. Because it just, the opportunities to keep on expanding
1: and enlarging. May God help us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Young people
0: have challenged you. Take these principles to the places of your world, wherever you are, in your environment. Did not too young people, let's take these principles along with us. And we shall soon see the glory of God radiating in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. And whatever we say will be powerful in the hearts of people. Just one word will be powerful. Let's bow down heads as we talk to God. I could go on and on,
1: but let's stop here. Hallelujah. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for challenging us. Thank you for the inner working of your spirit in us to make us become all that you want us to be effective witnesses for you on earth. We receive grace,
0: we receive help from above. To become all that you want us to be, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Enjoy Amen. your week. God bless you all. Amen.